Welcome to Don't IEP Alone, the only podcast dedicated to helping parents navigate the IEP process and hosted by a special education advocate. Your host has been attending IEP meetings for over a decade and has helped thousands of parents go from an IEP rookie to an IEP all-star. Be prepared to learn tips that will be a total game changer for you as a parent advocate and most importantly, your child's outcomes. Partnered with the award-winning Lock a Day in Our Shoes, you'll be confident, knowledgeable, and actually looking forward to your next IEP meeting. Don't IEP alone. Get ready. Here's your host, from suburban Philadelphia, Lisa Leitner. Hey, everyone. It's Lisa. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. Um, thank you. I do genuinely appreciate it. Today, we are talking about classification. I will try not to ramble on too much. Um, this is kind of, this, this topic is one that I'm kind of passionate about. So I tend to ramble on and rant, which I will try not to do. Um, for those of you just joining us, we have been walking our way through an IEP section by section and discussing each one. Please poke around and feel free to listen to any of the other sections you would like explained to you. Um, but today we are going to talk about disability classification. <clears throat> and I have a lot to say about this. So, um, okay. First of all, there are 13 or 14 classifications. And the reason that there are 13 or 14 is that um, IDEA does specify that you can only be developmentally delayed. Um, I forget, is it age 8 or age 9? I have to look that up. I can never remember. Um, but at a certain point, IDEA says, all right, enough is enough here. You know, you can't be developmentally delayed, even though the kids are. Um, but you have to commit to something. You have to commit to a different classification. Um, you can't be developmentally delayed forever, although some people are, so I don't really get it. What do I know? Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Why are there only nine? Uh, um, so anyway, so there's different classifications when your child, okay, again, this is going to be determined by your state regs. So please, if you want to know specifics about how your state qualifies kids for an eligibility classification or category please read your state regs because what may qualify you for services in one state may not be enough to qualify you in another um god i'm trying to work on the ums when your child gets their evaluations 
Remember that they have to be evaluated in every area of suspected disability. So you want to make sure when you do that permission to evaluate form that you attach a letter of everything that you suspect with solid examples of what you're seeing your child do, what you're seeing at home, things like that, so that all the evaluations get done. Once those evaluations get done or completed, based on the data they have from the evaluations, they are going to determine eligibility for one of the categories. They do not diagnose. Okay, so that's uh, another just just a common mistake or misconception that parents have, misperception, not misconception, misperception that parents have that, well, they diagnosed them with this. They diagnosed them with that. Schools do not diagnose. They determine eligibility for a category. So... If they say, no, we don't believe your child qualifies for this, that means that based on your state's determining criteria, your child has not met that. In which case, if you disagree with evals, of course, you can always ask for an independent eval, which I don't know if I, yeah, I did do a podcast on independent evals. I did. So listen to that one if you need information on those. Okay, so again, not diagnosing, just determining eligibility. So what that means is, and this comes up a lot with autism, because either the school will find that the child qualifies for special education based on the criteria for the autism category. And the parent says, well, but he doesn't have autism. The doctor said he doesn't have autism. Or vice versa. The doctor says my child has autism. However, when the school evaluated him, they said he doesn't qualify. That's entirely possible. And on the blog, I do have a post about medical diagnosis versus educational diagnosis, even though I don't like to use that word. I use that word just because that's what parents refer to it. But again, your school is not diagnosing. They are merely determining eligibility. So it is possible to have a medical diagnosis of autism and have your school determine that your child's not eligible. Okay? That's a commonality. And again, just like anything, if you disagree with, with anything in the IEP process, Ask for it on a PWN and take it from there. Um, ask for independent evals, go to mediation, go to due process, whatever it is. Read your procedural safeguards. The whole process is explained in there, believe it or not. Um, another common um, issue that I hear from parents is about disagreeing with the classification. And if you disagree with the classification, first of all, clear, please clear your head of 
assuming intent because there is so much crazy misinformation that is out there that I have heard over the years about classification. I have heard, um, well, the reason they want your child in this instead of this is because they get more money or less money or the reason that they're not going to check that box is because each year the state says they can only have 2% of the kids can have that box checked. Like there's just so much crazy information and rumors about why a school has checked the incorrect box or the box that the parent doesn't agree with. And don't, again, just don't assume intent. We don't know why people do the things that we do. And it would take an incredible amount of research to determine the truth to any of them. And it just, I see these things, they just get a life of their own on Facebook and it's just insane. So again, erase your mind of any assumed intent. Deal with the facts in front of you. And the facts in front of you are that they're checking a box that you do not agree with, right? That's the fact. So what are you going to do about it? This is an area where I've changed my opinion. My opinion has definitely evolved on this over the past decade. And um, I used to think that I really didn't care what box was checked as long as the child's needs were being met, right? I didn't care how you got there. It's just if, you get, if you're there, you're there. Great. Um, however, that was when I was a new advocate and what I've learned since attending hundreds of IEP meetings is that it is very seldom that a school team gets everything right, evals are solid, great goals, sufficient supports, you know, just a solid IEP. And the only thing they got wrong was the classification, right? It just doesn't happen. Unless it was a genuine clerical error, which in which case they're like, oops, I didn't mean to do that. I'll fix it. Um, but it's very rare that a school gets everything else right. And then when it comes to classification, they screw up. Okay. So it's just kind of been, an, been another one of those red flags to me that if classification is incorrect, chances are there's a lot of other stuff on the IEP that's incorrect as well, or insufficient, inappropriate, whatever. Um, so that was just a learning that's, that's evolved for me over the past several years. I want the kid in front of me to match the kid on paper. It's really that simple. His present levels and his classification should be who he is, right? Kids should look the same on paper as the kid in front of you. Ideally, if you have a solid IEP, in the spirit of IDEA and IEPs, you, any person should be able to pick it up and implement it. I, I mean, any knowledgeable person. They shouldn't have to have a whole backstory to go along with it if it's a thorough IEP. Okay, so I want the kid in front of me to match the kid on paper. So yes, I do believe it's important to 
do it correctly. Um, there's a, a quote or a meme that I've been sharing on Facebook every few weeks. And maybe I'll share it again since it's, I don't think, it's, I think it's been a while. Um, and it's a quote from a special ed director and it doesn't say who, but it says, these kids come to us with learning disabilities and they leave here emotionally disturbed. And the first time I saw it, it was like a sucker punch because I just, it just makes me want to cry for all these kids because this is exactly what happens. A child's needs are not met. Their autism needs are not met. Their reading needs are not met. Their learning disability needs are not met. And year after year after year, that takes a toll on you. And then they appear emotionally disturbed. And it's a, it's a trend that I'm seeing as far as kids having their classifications moved from something to emotionally disturbed or emotional support. It only makes sense that if you ignore a child's needs for months and years on end, that they would start to exhibit behaviors consistent with being emotionally disturbed. Um, we already know, I mean, there's just countless studies and um, first-person blogs online about having Asperger's, having autism, having ADHD, having dyslexia, and what a toll it takes on kids emotionally when everyone around you is reading and you can't read. Okay, and then as you know, if um, if you have sensory needs that are not being met and you're just on sensory overload day after day and, and maybe even being bullied and Heck, I'm preaching to the choir, right? It goes on and on. Anyway, my point is, do not agree to an emotional disturbance classification if it's not what your child needs. Um, I've never seen a child be successful taking this route. Because now it's kind of like reinforcing that, oh, yeah, you are crazy. Yeah, it is all in your head. And it kind of shifts the focus away from the child's other disability. Because if a teacher sees that checked on the IEP, all of a sudden teaching a child to read, they kind of make the assumption that the child can read. Or that the child can focus. If that makes sense. Support the underlying conditions and chances are those undesirable behaviors that look like emotional disturbance will disappear. Okay. 
Okay. It just makes me sad. Um, I follow several, um, several pages on Facebook about reading and dyslexia. And I wish I could find out which group it is. Um, but one of these groups has just posted some really, really just alarming statistics about, um, well, first of all, we know that more than half of our prison population is functionally illiterate. Okay, we know that. We know that people with learning disabilities or any disability, oh, good grief, can you hear my neighbor cutting his grass? He cuts his grass seriously. Like, we live on a third of an acre. He cuts his grass twice a week for, like, four hours at a time. I don't, it's maddening. So I got to wrap this up. Um, We know that half of our prison population is functionally illiterate. We know that our prison population in general, um, juvenile detention centers, people with criminal histories, we know that people with disabilities of all kinds are way overrepresented in in those populations. Um, But they posted something about 75% of all suicide notes have have like a discra- have a dyslexia error in them or something like that. It was just it was crazy. Um, but it was it talked about the rates of dyslexia and suicide, um, which is really unfortunate. So again, classification matters. The kid in front of you should match the kid on paper, and read your procedural safeguards and and get your data, get your ducks in a row, um, deal with the facts in front of you to get your child the correct classification. Okay, now, given that I know that he's going to be on his lawnmower for the next four hours, I'm going to call it a day. Um, Have a great day. Thanks for listening, and see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Don't IEP Alone podcast. No parent should have to IEP alone, and with a day in our shoes, you don't have to. For more IEP assistance and letter templates, visit adayinourshoes.com. For ongoing assistance and support, follow our Facebook page and group.
Wait. 